0: Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts Podcast with Clamp and Cougar.
1: It it tried to autocorrect back to Clamo, but (laughs) (laughs) we
0: we prevail nonetheless. Um, Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me. today, I'm a wonderful, wonderful co-host, Clamo, David, (laughs) whatever you want to call him. And um, we're back. Um, this is the latest that we've recorded an episode to date. um it is midnight across the country um There's already been a Pac-12 game played this week that one of us was at. um this is uh this is record breaking, but um, we're here nonetheless David. any opening thoughts?
1: Oh, uh, well, I've got two Washington games to react to. Um Barf. yeah, both weren't very good both, both weren't very impressive performances. I thought the UCLA game was better than tonight's actually um, which was a loss compared to tonight we won um ah uh, cam Davis scored a touchdown and I was there um so everything around. <laughs> Everything going on around that, um, it's kind of out the window. True. I witnessed a Cam Davis <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> Everything I've ever said is just come to fruition. Um, yeah, uh, I saw a Cam Davis touchdown um, nice. and a win. <laughs> and if you want, that, if, if, if that's what you want to call it.
0: That's true. Um, It'll go down in the yeah. record books as a win without yeah. contextualizing what really happened.
1: You know what? It was no less impressive than UCLA's win over them. True. UCLA is just better at scoring points late.
0: <laughs> True.
1: And scoring points in general. and Yeah.
0: Yards and like the whole offensive thing, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the first half was equally as bad for UCLA. hmm I would say, yeah. Um, I guess not. They were still winning at half, just by one, but still, they were winning. Yeah. They were winning, and it was Jordan McLeod instead of Will Will Plummer. Um, so I guess I'll do the UCLA game first. I'll just get the two games I for my team first, just because I have two to do. Um, Alright, and uh, so we both predicted Washington to win. Um. You actually almost got the exact difference in score um in your prediction. A little less yes. points on your prediction, but
0: Yeah, a lot less, but um yeah.
1: yeah. Um so against UCLA, um yeah. D T R played really well. Um Dylan Morris's first and last throw of the game was an interception. Um <laughs> to be fair, not one in between. Um, that's impressive. Uh, There was a touchdown, I believe, called back in this game um, from Washington. That could have helped. Um, And the last drive of the game, Jalen McMillan had two steps on Devin Kirkwood, and Dylan Morris ended up throwing an interception to Devin Kirkwood. So... um, (laughs) Yeah, so there was a touchdown on the play that Dylan Morris just completely whiffed on, and we didn't touch the ball again. UCLA had a ten play, twenty-eight yard drive.
0: Twenty-eight yards in ten plays—that's efficiency.
1: They—they <laughs> they somehow managed to get first downs out of it every time. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> how is that even okay? Um. <laughs> Washington played pretty good against UCLA. They had a drive, a 10-play drive, ended no points. Um, yeah, a 10-play drive ended no points. They, they had second and seven at the UCLA 42. This is tied game fourth quarter. Um, Sean McGrew loss of two, then Kamari Pleasant loss of four. On 2nd and 7 and 3rd and 9, those are your calls. Um,
0: That's when our receivers State were State winning State that. State
1: when the previous plays that helped us on that drive um, were a defensive pass interference for, from Terrell Bynum, who was getting really good at drawing those. Um, and I guess the rest of the good plays were runs. But still, I mean, you get down there and it's 2nd and 7. You probably should have thrown mm-hmm. the ball. Then DTR legacy 90-yard drive right down the field through the air for the most part. Um, nice. A little bit of DTR's legs, but he hits Greg Dulcich for the touchdown. Um, that ends up winning them the game. Dulcich also had a 16-yard catch on that drive. So Dulcich really came through. And then, of course, the Morris pick looking for McMillan. Um, so, yeah, uh, grades for that game, I'd say like a C-minus um, – I thought we played better than they did against Arizona tonight, which I'm about to get into. Um, I thought Romo Dunze caught a touchdown, so that was nice. Um, nice. And Dylan Morris also ran one in, but ended up with negative ten rushing yards. So yeah, uh, we. Stop getting sacked, buddy. Yeah, protect your quarterback. You girl. Girl. Uh, okay, so uh, Washington Arizona. Um,
0: has Arizona earned their name? Do you mention? Yes. You've we, done so. okay. uh, uh,
1: No, but I kind of have to for the recap yeah. purposes, since I like to do my little Washington things. And they were close enough to get mentioned tonight. Um, yeah. So Washington opening drive goes seven plays. Um, I noticed one really good call. They did a Giles Jackson sweep for five yards. Um, Right in front of where I was, um, and he got smacked out of bounds. I'm surprised they didn't call anything. Um, and then we get into Arizona territory, and we immediately get sacked by um, Modialo, elite nice. Arizona player. Uh, and then they blocked our punt. Um, yes,
0: I remember that. I did that did happen.
1: They blocked the punt, and then they did absolutely nothing with the football and kicked a field goal to go up three <laughs> zero. They didn't even try. They just yeah, were like, we have three points right now. We can, yeah. we, we can be winning.
0: <laughs> that was, it was hilarious that process. they like, took three knees and they kicked it.
1: Basically, yeah. They literally ran three right up the middle out of shotgun, didn't get anything on any of those runs, and just kept doing it. Um, and that'll be a theme for Jed Fish that um, honestly lost them this game. They could have won if they were a little more aggressive. Next Washington drive. Um, Sam Heward quarterbacked Washington. Um, wow. And he hard-counted Arizona into an off-sides. Um, hey. he, uh, but on third and six at our own 43 after a false start on third and one. Um, you can't have a false start on third and one, man. Um, no, that's unacceptable. Heward throws incomplete. And it was by the center. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. drive, ZTF gets a sack. Arizona punts. Um, then we punted. Then they punted. Then we punted. Um, then Arizona had a touchdown drive because um, Stanley Barry Hill had a 34-yard run. Nice. And then it Stanley ends in Barry, Jamari funny. Joyner, who I went to high school with for a little bit, scoring nice. a one-yard rushing touchdown. Um, nice. Then we punted. And they kicked a field Not goal. Nice. Then we punted. And that was the end of the half. So we're down 13-0 to zero at this point. Um, and here's where the Jed Fish lack of aggressiveness comes for the first time. Um, third and three, they call, call a screen pass, and Stanley Berryhill gets like 2.9 yards. Like they are right next to the line for the first down. They could honestly fall backwards and get a first down by snapping the ball. Um, and what ends up happening is, um, it looks like they're going to go for it. They line up and everything to go for it. And then it looked like Jed fish and we could see, cause we were on the Arizona sideline. Jed mm-hmm. fish started calling the offense off the field. I think they even called, they might've called timeout, but no Jed fish just started calling his offense off the field and they punted. I'm telling you any team goes for that on fourth and like negative one inch. Um and this results in an immediate pretty much Washington touchdown. Um on third on third down, Dylan Morris hit Jalen McMillan for twenty-nine and then Terrell Bynum for twenty eight, and then Terrell Bynum one on one made an amazing touchdown catch.
0: Um he did. And Terrell Bynum had a good game today.
1: He did. So the next so it's thirteen to seven now. Um, and this is Will Plummer's best drive of the game. Uh, but unfortunately, on a really nice run, Josh Baker holds. And then Jamari Joyner gets to play QB, and he throws it right to Buki Radley-Hiles, but he drops it. Um, and then Tyler Loop ends up kicking a field goal. So it's 16-7 to now. Um, then, then, Then Washington had to punt. So it's like, okay, Arizona might win this thing. Uh, because we're now at the end of the third quarter, mm-hmm. and it's 16 to seven, and then Jamari ran for a 14-yard gain into Washington territory, and then there was a face mask on the next play, so they're, um, they're into Washington ter- they're they're deep into Washington territory, um, 28. Yeah, at 16 to seven. And Will Plummer throws an interception to the defensive lineman, Tuli Latuli-Gasanoa.
0: It was a terrible interception, too. Like, he threw it at like,
1: Like, I'd expect that from DTR. Yeah. But not Will Plummer. Will Plummer has normal horrible interceptions. True. And then Dylan Morris threw the best deep ball of his career to Terrell Bynum. Um, And then Cam Davis, nine-yard touchdown. Christ. So at that point the crowd was demoralized. And then we're gonna do we're gonna do a little callback to earlier in the game, right? Mm. Um so here's Jed Fish's play calling. Jalen John gets the ball for on a run, three straight plays, to set up fourth and like the same amount of yards, like negative one yards. Um it's been reported now that Brennan Carroll, the OC, said let's go for this. But Jed Fish <laughs> called his <laughs> offense off. <laughs> Killed again on fourth and an inch, and they punt. And for the second time in the half, it results in a pretty much immediate Washington touchdown. This one to Romo Donze. It was set up by a defensive pass interference and and another 51-yard gain by Terrell Bynum. (laughs) So um, stop giving up 51-yard gains to Terrell Bynum. Um, Maybe. The next drive, Tule LaTule Yasanoa gets a sack. He had pretty much a hell of a game, it looks like. Um, Washington punts, and then Asa Turner interception ends <laughs> the game. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So
0: That's Facts Game of the Year contender. For it's sure. a
1: contender, but I don't think it's the winner.
0: No, me neither. There's also yeah. still a lot of season left to play. And we there was enough
1: decent football played. Yeah, by Arizona. I know it, just the fact that it's Arizona makes it a that's facts contender, but they actually played good football. Like it wasn't ugly. It wasn't even that ugly looking of a game. There were some ugly plays. The pick by the D lineman being one of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the Will Plummer's stats don't look too good. Um, Thirteen of twenty, sixty-two yards, and two interceptions. <laughs> an <laughs>
0: Washington's pass defense to has to be
1: number one in the country now. Yeah. Um, but they gave up 218 rushing yards oh. um, with stacked boxes oh. against Arizona. Wow. Oh. Um, to oh, be wow. fair, one of those was 52 yards and one of those was 34 yards to Barry yeah. Hill on a like jet sweep thing. Um, yeah. Jalen John, their lead horse, only at 3.4 yards per carry. But um yeah, they had two huge runs kind of account for like half of their yards on forty carries, so so the other thirty-eight weren't too good. Um but those two were great. Uh Washington on the other hand had no great carries. The longest was a nine yard touchdown by Cam Davis, who um I guess I'm back in the boat that he needs more carries. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. But um he scored a touchdown right in front of me. Um it, it. It was nice. I saw that he was in the game. I wanted him to score. Um Terrell Bynum, oh my gosh, he did have a good game. 143 yards on only five catches. Oof. Yeah. Um embarrassing. Implosion even for Arizona.
0: Yeah.
1: Guarding him. Um Asa Turner had nine tackles and a pick. Um, nice. Daniel Himuli was awesome tonight, by the way, replacing Eddie Ulafocio who was out nice. today. Um he so nice. had eight tackles.
0: Um, I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, so no Eddie tonight. Um, Buki had a uh, tackle for loss. Uh, ZTF had a sack again. I don't know he if he had him last week, but um, I'm just glad to see him back. Um, oh, and um, Alex Cook got hurt. I hope he's all right. Yeah. Sounds he's like he's good. on the team flight and everything like a normal thing, but it's That's still good. he's still probably not coming back anytime soon. Um Alice Cook Noah Sewell? I don't think so. Uh, I saw Dom Hampton make a huge hit. It was like really loud. I don't know if it was on TV or not, but
0: I don't even remember it to be honest. But I'm sure it was cool.
1: Yeah, it looks like he had two tackles, so I'm pretty sure it's real. Um, I mean, there's some shit that happens like when that you think happens like when you're at the game, and maybe it does happen, but the TV just don't show it. Yeah, the same. I get, like I always I rewatch you know, games and stuff, but like it don't look the same. Yeah, TV broadcast looks different than real life.
0: It does. Uh, being on the same field like as Jimmy Lake
1: felt like I've had COVID. Being on the same field as Jimmy <laughs> Lake kind of felt like having COVID. Um, <laughs> it's the toxic energy, the lack of fun. Oh, by the way, I was adamantly rooting for Arizona at times this game. <laughs> um I really wanted to storm the field <laughs> with a bunch of fucking Arizona fans. I really uh, they get they get, I'm going again when they play Cal in a couple of weeks unless the Oregon Washington games at the same time. Um I think that's the day. I think that's the day. <laughs> oh, wait, they play at USC. They're going to win a game. <laughs> I think they are. Yes. They play at USC next this week. They're going to win this a game. It. Yeah. Yes, this is because the USC not a conference USC. home
0: game. No chance. Oh my God, that's great. But no
1: chance. Trojans. Um, True. Washington is two and two, which is, um, if Oregon if the Oregon teams both lose, tied for second, in the North, nice. with um Washington State being first, no matter what. If that if that occurs,
0: uh-huh. have fun uh, with BYU. No, I'm not concerned. Speaking
1: yet. of which, um. We can recap the rest of last week. I went kind of long with Washington because I had two games to do. Um, um, or we can just get into next week.
0: Well, I have a big rant coming. So. Oh,
1: right. Uh, Nick Nicholas Rolovich. We've got to at least talk about him. Is, but, it, is this going to be an anti-him rant or a pro-him rant?
0: We'll see where my heart takes me. I've tried to prep for this, but I don't know what I'm going to say quite yet. So we'll just see where it- all right, you
1: take the take, take the stage
0: where the wind blows. Um, so after this, then we can recap last week's games really quickly, and then uh, and then move forward. Um, yeah. yeah, Nick Rolovich, um, Washington State football head coach, lost his job on Monday, October eighteenth. Um, State of Washington mandate. all, I think, I can't remember the direct verbiage, but it had something to do with, like, teachers having to be vaccinated by October 18th. I don't remember the exact date that the mandate was placed, but I do know it was prior to the month of September. And I do know there was plenty enough time for there to be some sort of, you know, acknowledgement prior to last Monday. Um so in the in the end of july it was might have been like july 22nd or something like that um nick came out and said that he would not be attending 12 media days because he was unvaccinated and uh unvaccinated members um could not attend media days. so he was there virtually and of course there was all the conversations about oh what's what they're going to do oh what's going to end up happening and then of course the the mandate comes out and then um for the entirety of the month or two that this was in place, Nick Rolovich's exact terminology was, I'm going to follow the mandate. And my entire thing was that entire thing is, okay, Nick, that's fine. You can keep sweeping it under the rug, but the moment that October 18th hits, the mandate doesn't matter anymore because you didn't do a damn thing about it. So you don't need to shrug it off to the side. Uh, I'm going to follow the mandate. Um, we'll figure out. We'll find out. So on and so forth. All this. Um, stuff and two weeks before the, um, the dates that, you know, you had to be vaccinated by it was Oregon state game day and his mentor, um, his former college coach, June Jones came out and, um, told USA today that he would be seeking a medical or, or religious exemption from the COVID-19 vaccine. And Rolo tried to do the thing where he was all, oh, man, I, I hate that this had to happen. I, I wish this didn't this doesn't happen to my players and and so on and so forth. And it's like, OK, Nick, you did it to yourself. Um, it was going to come out eventually. I don't know what you were trying to hide. Um, but you can't hide anything. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to seek an exemption, there's someone's going to find out about it. and It's going to, you know, be notified somewhere. Um, the week later uh, Stanford game, a really emotional win for the team, the guys were going crazy for Rolo, giving him hugs Gatorade bath it was a very emotional time and then after the game, Rolo was like, I don't know if that was my last game or not and it kind of even began to get me to the point where it's like, dang, that kind of sucks, and then I sit here and remember, it's like he had two months to deal with this two months to either be like, hey, I'm going to do this thing for my team to protect them and do something to help them moving forward and not put them in an uncomfortable situation and not hurt their chances of of moving forward. Um, Or I can seek this exemption prior to two goddamn weeks before the the deadline and uh, it won't be a stressful thing, but of course not. and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and pretend that Rolo is, is BSing or any of this is fake or that you're not allowed to have your own opinions and, and whatnot, because you are, you absolutely are subject to your own opinions. But when you use religion as a reason to not do it, and you do so two weeks prior to when you're supposed to have, you know, your vaccine or whatever, um... Yet the most prominent face of your religion literally says, get the vaccine. Like, it literally promotes to get the vaccine. You're pulling stuff out of your ass, Nick Rolovich, and it's ridiculous to do that. It's ridiculous. It's BS. And it really, it really frustrates me. Like, as I said, you're subject to your own opinion, and everyone will always be subject to their own opinion. But when your opinion and your personal decision and your personal... Um, the things that you stand on, the things that you stand for, affect a group of 100 plus young men, it kind of goes out of the window. It doesn't really matter anymore when what you decide to do affects so many other people in at a pivotal point in their life that it. What does it matter, Nick? It's just a selfish move, and I hate it. I hate it a lot, and I hate that these players have to deal with it more than anything because I don't feel sympathy at all for Nick Rolovich I don't feel any at all. Because he made his choice, and he stood on his choice, and that's perfectly fine. I thank him for what he did for the university and giving these kids something to believe in, and like these guys love him very clearly. But he did it to himself, and I, I don't feel bad for that. Uh, but I feel awful for our players having to go through this. Um, this is just yet another thing and a long lineage of things that Washington State University has had to deal with since 2018. And it's just, it's tiring for these players, man. And it could have been completely avoided. And, and I think that's what pisses me off the most. Like, just in a list, like, Mike Leach leaving. You can't change that. The passing of Tyler Helensky and, you know, passing of Bryce Beekman. You know, you can't change these things. COVID-19 happening. You can't change that. Brandon Gray getting shy. You can't change that. Uh but Nick Rolovich, you—that could have been something that you changed. It just feels—it's just—it's frustrating as hell. It's frustrating, and it could have been completely avoidable. But you know, now we're here. And then the day after, of course, Rolo says he's going to sue the university, and, and that Pat Chung was—it's it's ridiculous, man. Um, but that's my spill, and. On him, it's the Jake Dicker Rolo and Pullman, or the Jake Dicker Rolo, the Jake Dicker era, and Pullman now, and I'm excited for it, and so I'm looking forward to that, and that's where I'll where I'll end that. Do you think Dicker's a
1: candidate for the
0: actual job? I do. Um, I didn't have much confidence after we named him as our interim because we never said interim; we said acting head coach, and right? I like. And, no, it means the same thing. It just felt like really intentional usage of word, and I don't know how to feel about that. But then the next day in an interview, Pat Shun said that he realistically is going to be an option for the job. So um, that makes me feel better. I like Jake Digger a lot, and I I think that he'll give himself a chance.
1: So what I always hate that happens with interim head coaches is they never want to go back. To their original position, right? It's like yeah. I'm the head coach here now, and you're just gonna kick me off. Um, Dan Campbell with New Orleans, or no, not not New Orleans with uh, Miami, uh, got the head coaching job for a little bit, and then they went and hired Adam Gase, and he was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, because Dan Campbell won three three of the last five games with a horrible Dolphins team. And I still think Dan Campbell was way too good of a coach and just gets horrible jobs. Um, <laughs> like, like look at how good Detroit has played under him. I know they're zero and six, but
0: no, they've they, been fantastic.
1: But... but they got Jared Goff, a horrible offensive line, and they've almost beaten Baltimore. They've who is five and one. Like they have played good foot. The longest kick in NFL history won the game for Baltimore. Um, On a delay of game. Yeah. Um, a, a, a bear, the 54 yard kick wins the game for the Vikings. Fuck. Um, they did get blown out by the Bengals, but the Bengals are all right this year. The Bengals um Bengals
0: are good this year. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, we almost had that comeback against the Niners fall fall through, but not quite. Um, ah, shit. They got the Rams this week. But yeah, um, my point being that. Um interim head coaches think they're the he- they're the head coach. They want to be the head coach. So um unless you want Jake Dickert out of the program, you got to give him the job. Um yeah. so unless you find a candidate that's like going to change not um change everything cuz I don't think you want to change everything. Um cause it looks like things are going in the right direction right now.
0: Um yeah. but straight wins a team that you know, yeah, sticking so, together even through this.
1: Yeah, unless you want to like completely overhaul the program, then um, no head coaching change should be necessary. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Let's talk about that last game of Nick Rolovich.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't get to. Denver. I didn't get to watch this game. I was in Atlanta suffering, but um. This man, Washington State's defense is the most clutch defense in the country. Um, just last drive turnovers, last drive stops, big time sacks, big time interceptions. This defense is just a group of playmakers, man. Um is this this is a football team that does like all of the cliche things right. They don't turn the ball over a ridiculous amount, they force turnovers at a pretty high rate, they don't penalize, they they just Play with their head on their shoulders, which is what you should expect of a veteran team. But Washington State is is really good at that. It just like not hurting themselves, um. And you know, in conference games like this with evenly matched teams, and you're a team that's coming off two straight wins, it you know it helps you. Yeah. Helps you big um, yeah. So I did
1: watch this game, at least a good chunk of it. It was a little bit overlapping with Washington's game. Um, I thought um, the receivers, they were playmakers that game. Um, There were a few big 30-plus yard plays. Um, Lincoln Victor had like – I think he had two of them, two huge catches. Um, And then Travell Harris was just doing his typical thing. Um, just being really solid. Um not a lot of Dion McIntosh at all this game, but mm. Max Borgie was fine. I mean, eighty eighty-nine yards and two touchdowns, kind of like the old Max Borgie. Um sometimes he Max Borgie comes out and just, you know, is kinda not great, but today or this game, he was explosive the entire game. Um earlier in the sea Earlier in the season, you saw glimpses of it, like that long touchdown against Utah State. But the rest of that game, eh, you didn't see, like, the prime Max Borgie. Otherwise, you probably are able to – otherwise, you're probably able to run – trust running the ball out for that game. And to be fair, Jared Garantano got the start. Delore had to come in late. It was a really weird game uh, where Utah State caught fire at the end of the game. But – um. The, way, the that the way Washington State you know, I almost think that losing to Utah and Utah State the way that you guys did, just not getting the key stops, really taught the team a lesson.
0: Yeah, and, and before you move forward, Utah State's a good football team, way they're five and two.
1: So they are, okay. I actually didn't know that, I wasn't paying attention. But um, no,
0: me either. but I have noticed like every week that I like turn on a late night Mountain of West game, they're winning. So, yeah, they. I mean, they
1: snuck out of UNLV though.
0: That's a, a win. Is a win.
1: UNLV is zero and six. David, uh, you, just,
0: you, you just you just beat an zero and sixteen by six.
1: I I'm did. Did I today. say a win's a win? Was that my reaction to that? No. <laughs> I was not happy. I'm not happy about that. That isn't good. Sure. My reaction wasn't just, oh, but we won, no. But
0: this isn't my team, though. I'm trying to help my team by defending this team that isn't my team.
1: Uh, you just talked about my team, and I still called them pathetic, so. um, Well, David, so yeah, I can... would,
0: too. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, your team sucks. I would, I would, I, I would, yeah. You, you'll we'll see
1: us uh, come to Seattle in a few weeks. Um come see us.
0: Kick your ass, David.
1: Probably, but I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not ready to fold. Uh throw um throw throw to Tule La Tulli way and you're gonna get picked.
0: Sure, buddy.
1: <laughs> Best D B on the team. Oh jeez, Julius Irvin playing time. Julius Irvin playing time is gonna come out of this Alex Cook thing. Damn, um, it's not good that he. um But it, no, I, 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 I'm very sad for Alex Cook though. Yeah,
0: like, honestly, that good. Um, I was. Um.
1: Anyway, Washington. Yeah, State. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Good team. Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Um. You guys won the game. Um three in a row. Yeah. You got BYU tomorrow. Um well I guess today now. Pounds. Um Do you even want to talk about the other games? We've we're we're already thirty minutes in. Uh I mean yeah, because Let, let's, a- let's just brush through these. Um Arizona, yeah. Colorado, we got ten seconds.
0: Um it's just <laughs> uh, moving forward. Uh Oregon Cow uh Oregon's ass. Oregon is not good, and Chase Garbage is the best quarterback in the conference. Like, on that last drive, Bro was, like, falling down on fourth down. He, like, flipped it forward and got a first down. It was crazy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Chase
0: Garbage is wild. Um, Yeah, UCLA, UW, we already talked about this one, but the last game of the night, the Pac-12 South Championship. I was gonna be able to get my away. Utah Utes, from down fourteen, came back and beat the dog out of your ASU scum devils. Suck my nuts, David. South Suck race ain't over. No, it's. it's I, I
1: said ASU would win the South. I thought they'd do it by winning that game, but they're... even
0: even 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 if they do win the South, David, it doesn't matter anymore. I won the game that matters. I won the game that matters. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. But it's about the South. No, it's not. No, no, no. These are South champion
1: predictions. Not this. isn't who wins that game. No, 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 This is who wins the South.
0: That's what matters to me. No, but that's you're wrong. That's a shitty opinion. It's who wins the South.
1: It's not who wins the game. No, you. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of battles in every war. It's and outdated. you won the battle, but I will win the war. No, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you hey, Arizona won't. Arizona State will win the South. No, they aren't. They are. They're going to win out. <laughs> Laughable. They're right, going to win out. Here's their previews. schedule. You guys, W, USC. Ah, <sighs> oh, shit, they're not playing at the Coliseum. They might <laughs> lose. Um, at Washington, win. At Oregon State, win. Versus Arizona, Loss. Um. All right, and Utah, um, UCLA lost, Stanford lost, Arizona lost, Oregon lost, Colorado lost.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So true, David. So true.
1: All right. right. Um, we got anything else? No, we don't actually. No
0: previews for uh, this today's games. I guess. Um, I guess we I'll, I'll end with Washington State because we don't have a Washington preview. Um, Colorado. Uh, at Cal, this is going to be another that's next game of the year contender for Colorado. They are they're going through a gauntlet. <laughs> 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 they're going through a gauntlet right now, um, and and uh, I don't care about this game. I' not gonna lie to you. It's at the same time as Washington State's game, so there's absolutely no incentive for me to watch. Um
1: yeah, I ain't watching. Well, I'm not I... even gonna be home. I, I
0: chose to work instead of go to the, instead
1: of watch this game. <laughs> um, Tomorrow's slate is horrible, by the way, nationwide.
0: Yeah, it's just not that good. That's why we're playing GTA tomorrow night. Mm, mm, I, mm, I like Clemson Pitt. Yeah, me too. But and Clemson's NC State,
1: Miami. I think Miami's due for a big time win against me NC too. State. Me too.
0: I I think Miami wins like mm. Um, because
1: NC State is just due for a loss, to be honest. Those teams that you know aren't that good that are in the top twenty five, they always lose to True. a team that's talented that sucks. True. Um So but,
0: USC and Notre
1: Dame. Ooh.
0: That is a game this week. Um I hold up, I wanna make my Colorado pick first. Um Oh yeah, we gotta make picks. Yeah, I'll say like uh Jesus Christ, I'll say like ten to three cow. These these teams suck, dude. I mean, I – Should I send them to Bias or – Yeah, Cal can can run the ball and um, Colorado can't score. Um, It scored 34 last week, but it was was, against Arizona. So, so, you know, how that goes. Cal will win because Chase Barbers is Jesus reincarnated. Well, uh, David types up our picks. I will begin to talk about college game day. Headed to Pasadena mm-hmm. for number numbers. You 10, pick Colorado Oregon. or Cal? I pick Cal. I'm gonna pick.
1: I'm gonna pick Colorado
0: seventeen to seven. Okay, it's That's a really normal pick. score for me. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't have expected that, especially for a game like this. I was expecting nine to six or something. Um Yeah, college game day is going to be Pasadena tomorrow for number ten Oregon at UCLA. Uh, UC- or ABC is middle of the day game. Um, this is this is going to be a fun game, but um, I think it'll be a weird game because I think it's too. Talented teams that seasons have gone in mixed and mingled ways. Like, I feel like Oregon started really low but jumped back really, really high. And then UCLA was kind of the opposite, where they started really, really high and then fell really, really low and then kind of like plateaued for a little bit. And now they're in a spot where they're moving back upwards, and I feel like Oregon's in a spot where they're kind of slightly inching back down week by week by week, and they're performing worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, it makes me compelled to pick UCLA, being they're their own, being it's a game day environment, being the DTR, has been able to avoid turnovers um, recently, but I just think that Oregon's just better than UCLA. Um, As much as Oregon struggled, I think that they understand that this game means something, and I think that they have a perspective on that. Um, And I think that they'll be able to lock it in one way or another and uh, and win this game. I'll go with the Ducks, 31 to UCLA, 23. Okay, um,
1: I'm picking UCLA, 23 to 20.
0: Okay. I do think um, the DTR has a good day, though, because Oregon's secondary isn't that
1: good. Exactly. Um, I think I think UCLA's getting Kyle Phillips back because he was a game time decision against Washington, so I think he's good. Oh, he should be. Um, UCLA's favored in this game, by the way.
0: Yeah, they are. They're favored by one, which is interesting to me.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, UCLA stops the run well. That is something they've done well throughout the season. Their pass defense, week to week, very different results every week. Run defense, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, So, they're pretty hard to judge as a team. I won't be able to watch this game because I'm um, still going to be at work. But... um, Yeah, I think Greg Dulcich in the middle of that Oregon defense is really going to do some good work. Um, And I think Oregon's run defense is bad enough to where Charbonnet can still do good. Um, And I think UCLA just make DTR clutch time drive, um, tie a game at 20, and I think UCLA kicks the field goal at the buzzer to win the game. They're at home. When's the last time game day's been at the Rose Bowl?
0: Oof. Lord. It's been a long time. This is the first time that it's been to the Pac-12 since Washington State's appearance in 2018, which is incredibly depressing. you have had way too good of teams to not have a single one since 2018. Guess who was coaching
1: UCLA the last time they were on game day?
0: Bob Toledo would be my first guess.
1: He was, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, was and was. guess
1: who Oregon beat that, or guess who UCLA beat that day? Number ten Oregon. Oh, guess who they're playing? Number, two,
0: number ten Oregon. That's historical, right there. That's mm. some good research. So, and guess who Bob Toledo used to be OC for? Oregon. Whoa!
1: This is crazy. Yeah, give me um, give me the Bruins. Um, so we're we're two disagreements.
0: This is mm, it's unique. Um, um, I hope that we don't have one on this one. You know, USC at Notre Dame. These teams. I feel like we say this every single game but these two teams suck <laughs> these two teams are not that good um, I, I, I mean Notre Dame more so than USC um, USC is one of like oh, how many teams in the country are like better on the road like by a substantial margin than they are at home. there can't uh, be a lot like I mean
1: there can't be too many teams that are better on the road
0: I mean, Vanderbilt maybe because they have a win at Colorado State.
1: Hey, uh, and, Washington's been better on the road this year than at
0: home. Um, but no, I seriously can't think of anybody that's just been like, like awesome on the road this year and like just not that good at home. But USC has embodied that to the fullest. Um, they traveled to South Bend this week, um, which makes me want to. Pick and, No. Drake London has been sensational this season. He has been nothing short of amazing and as much as we kind of like joke about him in his production on the podcast, he's actually a really good receiver. Um, His ability after the catch is lovely. Um, Extreme talent. Um, Unfortunately, his quarterback sucks. Um, Do you know who's going to be starting for Notre Dame? Is it going to be Bugner or uh, Cone? Oh gosh, I hope it's Buchner
1: for their sake. Me too. I'm sick of watching Jack Cohn.
0: He's garbage. I haven't watched any Notre Dame since their Cincinnati loss, but I know that they struggled against Virginia Tech a week ago. And I wanna say that Buckner played the majority of that game.
1: So, he did. They went down um thirteen to zero, I think.
0: Yeah. Or at least I wasn't able to watch that one, but uh
1: Buchner did technically play more than Cone. But he was worse than Cone, actually. Really? Yeah, he yeah. was six for fourteen, two picks. Cone was nine for twelve, one touchdown, no picks.
0: Listen, I don't think that Cone is a bad quarterback, but I think that you find yourself in a yeah. situation like Buechner was good on the ground, though. 12 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he's a running back. He's a running option. But I think that you find yourself in a situation of, like, Kelly Bryant and, like, Trevor Lawrence to a less extreme level. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, Kelly Bryant got the job done. Like, he wasn't bad. Jack Cohn gets the job done. He isn't bad. But you have someone who's going to do the job better than that guy. Just give the guy... Give the job to the guy who's going to do it better. Yeah, um, and, and down the line,
1: like that's better for the program's future.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would say the guy same guy for is,
1: Sam Huard and Dylan Horner. to be. Yeah,
0: I was thinking that same thing, and I, and I think that, you know, in a way that can develop like recruiting, that can develop. Yeah. Oh, um, that it can develop a whole lot of things. So I think that. Uh, yeah. That's an important thing, and I think Slovis and, and and Daniels. Of course, Daniels got hurt, but like um, even when he got back healthy, Slovis had won that job. So, yep. you know, um, um, and that's probably a mistake looking back, truthfully. But um, anyway, I guess I mean, I guess I'll go Notre Dame like 34 to 28. Um, but these just are two middling teams with um, great history, but probably won't return to relevance for another Three to five years. Yeah. Sadly. Three to five. Three to five business years. Yeah.
1: Uh, I. Uh, I really want to pick USC, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm going 27 to 23 Notre Dame. Um, Kyron Williams is just too good to put the game.
0: I about him. He's crazy. And they have that really good tight end as well.
1: Michael Mayer, yeah. Michael Mayer, so, yes. if it's Buchner, he's got veteran players that can make plays. Um, he needs to calm down. Um, but if he's calm, if he's just delivering the ball as he should, um, it's going to be a good game for Notre Dame. Um, USC isn't the toughest defense to move the ball on, but... At times, they can be when Drake London's coming off the edge. Well, mm-hmm. um, one of our big X-factors for USC was whether they'd have that other edge and
0: Corey Foreman be a thing. Um, it hasn't. It hasn't, no. And, I mean, I guess in his defense, he hasn't played as much as, you know,
1: we no. would probably want. Yeah, he's but. only got three tackles and not too many snaps. He does have one and a half sacks, but... Eh. Drake Jackson's got three sacks. Uh, that's still not, like, not what I would have expected from him. Parker Lewis is a really good field goal kicker, by the way. That's 10 it. of 11. Nice. Three for three from 40-plus. Ooh. Yeah, so pretty nice kicker going on at USC. Nice. Um, slow, D- Jackson Dart uh, really lit up the scene at USC for a little bit and then got hurt. Um,
0: for a little bit. It was literally, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then...
1: And then Yeah. Um, gosh, wish you, I really wish you guys beat
0: USC. Me too. We would have if Slovis stayed healthy. <laughs> even uh, if like even if Jaden got hurt, if Slovis was still healthy, we would have won that game.
1: I hate when you injure the worst quarterback. The Seahawks did that in the playoffs last year. We injured John Wolford, and then Jared Goff came in with a bum <laughs> thumb and played amazing and played excellently. Like Jared Goff did not make one bad delivery in that game, um, but John Wolford was frantic and he didn't know what to do. We were going to win the game, and that's how he got injured, just running right into Jamal Adams. <laughs> he was—he was an, he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen play football. Um, and unfortunately, he got injured, and the Seahawks might have had a playoff run had he not. Eh, probably not. We probably would have we probably would have beaten New Orleans the way they ended up playing that week. New Orleans is yeah, so that would have been our next opponent, and then we would have had the Bucks at home. We would have lost. Would you
0: have played the Packers? Didn't the Rams play the Packers?
1: But the Bucks would have played the Packers in the second round, and I'd have to assume the um, Bucks would still win that matchup because they did end up winning that matchup. We were the three seed, so we would have played the two seeded Saints. That's right. That's so something. So we would have played a bad Saints team that did not deserve a two seed, and they ended the up playing Saints. the Bears in the first round and unimpressively won. Um. So yeah, uh, things could things could have gone better for us. Um. Who is Jareth Stearns, by the way? He already almost has a thousand yards for Western Kentucky. I don't. don't have a clue, David. Jareth Stearns.
0: That's a cool you have like a
1: yeah, yeah, this dude literally – I'm looking at his stats right now. Here's his last three games. 13 catches, 221, and a touchdown. 16 catches, 195, and two touchdowns. Jesus the game before that, face. 17 catches, 186, and a touchdown.
0: My God. This is what Ryan Switzer was doing in North Carolina in, like, <laughs> 2015. Yeah, so – Had a game like 20 catches or something. Three games and um, Jarrett
1: Stern's quite the playmaker. I might have to throw on a Western Kentucky game.
0: That's crazy, Jarrett Stern. How about they're that? two and four? Um, I know Bailey Zappi transferred there and they played Indiana this season. Um,
1: they barely lost. Yeah, they actually competed fair, we pretty good there, with um, they actually competed pretty good with um, Michigan State and UTSA, but mm-hmm. they didn't win either of those games. Um. So Western Kentucky just finish games better true wait how old is Jareth is he if he's like a freshman or something I'm gonna lose my shit he's got to be like a junior at least I feel like he's got to be yeah he's he is a junior okay but he, but if he comes back next year um just finish games next year Western Kentucky and you've got a guy true um who um, can just go off he went off on Michigan state too that was one of those three games I listed off like really? he can play against good comp that was the seventeen catch game. Shout out to Jareth Stearns. We're still we still have to we still have to preview games, but um yeah, we
0: still have two. But
1: no shout out to Jareth Stearns, man. Oh well, my god. I was gonna say Drake London's leading the nation in receiving, but no, Jareth Stearns is Stearns.
0: <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh Utah at Oregon State. Um in Corvallis. This is a big time game for both of these teams. Oregon State, um, Even though they only have one conference loss, I still feel like this is a game that they need to keep them afloat. Um, Because if they lose this game, I kind of feel as if Washington State's going to kind of separate themselves away from that pack of Stanford, Oregon State, and Cal. um, And then just find that, well, and Washington too. (laughs) And so it will be Washington State and Oregon for the North. Um, Don't count us out yet. We did win tonight. You did win tonight. That is true. Um, but yeah, this is a big time game for both of these teams because Utah, um, they're carrying a whole lot of momentum right now. I think that they've won, what, three straight? Um, I don't I that's off the yeah. I don't remember. They that, have. Three straight. Um, so and with their biggest win of the season, um, with a couple of their big, most emotional wins of the season back to back. Um, Utah is a team that is um they're playing with a whole lot of heart right now, and they're playing. Uh, they're playing really good football. Um, their defense has been fantastic. Their front seven is unreal. Day um, they, and they, they've been consistent at it too. It hasn't been a thing that they they've come on. And they have been really good from week one to um, where they are now, um, and I think it continues in in. Um, Chance Nolan struggles against defenses that put pressure in his face and that gives him um, any type of a challenge against Washington state. He played like garbage against, um, I guess that's really the only one, but like yeah, Washington state, our front seven gave him hell and he struggled. So I think that Utah has that type of ability and then some, and I think they're going to do a good job at, um, at, at turning that up. Um offensively for Utah, Cam Rising has been a playmaker. He's de- really been a difference maker for B- yeah, U- he's since he's nice. taken over. Um, he is hes the answer for them, and I think that he's going to continue to ride that wave this week. Um, they, Tavian Thomas was RB1 last week, which me and you predicted. So this week by nature, it should be a Makai Bernard week, right? Uh, yeah, and, I think that's where we're at. Yeah, okay. So Makai Bernard will score six times this week. And uh, Utah will win. Uh, I'll say thirty-three to twenty.
1: Okay, another disagreement. Um, nice. Oregon State's looked awesome at home.
0: They have, but their opponents at home have been Hawaii, four, Washington, Idaho and Hawaii, Washington, Hawaii and Idaho. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, Utah is not either of those
1: teams. No, they're not. Um, but I think they—they—they've just looked way more comfortable though playing at home, as opposed to at Washington State where they just looked completely rattled. Um, sure. I think a running a running football team. This was always true of Seattle through my time watching them with Marshawn Lynch and even back to Sean Alexander. Um, those running teams always perform way better at home. Like the Seattle will give it credit to the 12th man or whatever, but I always felt like it was because we're just a running team and you can kind of ride the crowd's momentum. And I think Oregon state's going to do that. They're going to run the ball well against any front seven. I feel like their O-line is just the, their O-line is the best in the conference. And, um, I would say their running back is probably the best healthy in the conference. Um,
0: perform like it.
1: Yeah. um, And got two good ones. I felt like Washington State's front seven was pretty good, and they ran right through it a few times.
0: Yeah. I guess Um, my thing with front sevens in Oregon State is just their pass protection. I'm not really concerned about them running. They're going to run the ball. They're going to consistently run the ball because they're a good running team. But I just think that in their pass game, it's going to be affected. And mightily.
1: but pass protection's been good too, just chance can't really deliver the ball. Um, well, sure, chance has been tough this year, he has been hard to watch at times. I feel like you need to make another move at QB. Is Sam Neuer not healthy? Because, because I feel like they gave up on Neuer right away. Nolan did okay for a couple of weeks. Um, like, yes, he went off against USC, but other than. Rely on the running backs instead of um, Nolan. Um, is it not time um, to just say, it? "Okay, this chance Nolan thing isn't that good." Yeah. Um, let's think about Sam Noyer again, and the guy that led a really good rushing attack to a four and one record at Colorado. Um, and look at Colorado without him. Um, yeah, so I feel like a little bit of disrespect to Noyer going on for Oregon State. But this is this is um. By the way, first in the north versus first in the south. Huh. Um. I've got yeah. I've got Oregon State winning twenty three to twenty. Though I think they're or no thirty one twenty eight. I'm gonna go with because I just feel like they're gonna get one interception on Cam Rising that just completely turns the game on its on its head. Um, <coughs> And I think the running game even against Utah I'm a little worried about Utah's front. Um you should be. I'm a little worried about Utah's front, but
0: I think they I just think I just
1: think they get it done. I really do. Um I, I have a I have a really good feeling about Oregon State this week. I think it puts Arizona State right back into the South mix right now. Um and then when ASU wins out and or and Utah loses two more games, um I will have won the war. So true. But yeah, that's what I've got. Um let's get to the Kooks and the Cougs.
0: Nice. Uh, Washington State BYU at Washington State. Jake Dickard's first game is Washington State and her head coach, Um is a new coaching staff. Uh, the team's the same. Um, and so that gives me confidence more than anything, um, even with new voices at certain positions and uh, certain, you know, leadership groups. Uh, something that nirolovich preached the entire time while like you still coach here. Um, these guys are leaders. These guys lead themselves. These guys are, you know, they're... A hundred years old. I mean, Jahad Woods has been in college since 2016. Uh, Liam Ryan's been in school since 2016. Um, so these are these are old dudes. They they've been in college. They've been around the block, you know. And they see they thing to do. Um, they've dealt with coaching changes. So, this is unique, and I don't think that anyone can attest to this feeling or can. Pretenders that they know how to respond to this because it's hard. It's a hard thing. It's a difficult thing. This is normal um, but I Trust this team as much as I do anyone and I just trust it happening at this point in the season as opposed to any other um, Because this is a team riding such a high that Even off the field stuff. Hopefully they can just kind of ride over and just kind of slide into another victory Um Is something that Washington State has struggled with this season this is their run defense, and BYU runs the ball really well. The Tyler Algier, um, they have had a rotation at quarterback between Romney and Hall, but Jaron Hall is their starter. Um, and he's just decent. I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's that good. Um, I do think that they have a few weapons on the outside. Puka has been performing well. Um, the big, big play guy for VYU, um, but something that has just been really good for Washington State is their pass defense, whether it be getting into the backfield, shutting it down, um, or forcing turnovers in the secondary. Um, and it's kind of the same thing that I've said every week on this win streak. It's just a team that's two evenly matched teams while one is hot and one really is not. Um. And I think Washington State's defense is going to continue to be the difference maker. You don't want to continually rely on them. And I don't think that we have done so in the past. or um, well, especially the Stanford game. I think that we did a really good job trying to limit our defensive usage, even though we were down 13 to nothing in that game and multiple comebacks in that game. I still do think that we were able to keep our defense at a level where they were able to uh, perform late. And I think that we do that again this week. Um, Offensively, we're gonna have to find a way to get our run game consistently going from minute one to minute sixty. And if we can do that, um, and Shane Vola continues to connect on deep balls, I don't see any reason why we don't win this game. And I'll go Washington State, thirty-four to BYU, twenty-four.
1: An agreement.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, let's see. 34-24. Um, wow. So, B- I like BYU. I like what they do. Um, it's kind of a tale of two coaching things here, though. <laughs> Klay who has been there forever. Um, Taking on Jake Dickert in the middle of a season in his first game. Um but it's not about the X's and O's it's about the Jimmy's and Joes and mm. I think um Washington State's got better players than um got um better players than BYU um preaching. Think BYU's got a good good running back but how good would we consider him if he didn't make that play on Merlin Robinson? Cause that's kind of his highlight play of the season. Um, True. Stripping that ball. I mean, he's a good running back, but that strip. Um, I'm just, I I look at the, I look at the roster that, um, the BYU presents. I'm not impressed by it at all. Um, I'm not a Jaron Hall fan. No,
0: me neither.
1: He he's had his moments, but overall just not good. Um Puka is a good wide receiver. Um still has too many he still has drop issues though at BYU. Same thing at, same thing as Washington. Makes some big plays, but drops the ball a lot. Um which I feel like luckily Washington's receivers don't really drop the ball that much this year. They just don't get the ball in their hands very much with the way the quarterback throws, um, which is sad because the quarterback threw it right on the money a lot last year and they were all drops. <laughs> kind of opposite shit? Uh, Yeah. BYU Washington state. Um, BYU doesn't really have very good defensive backs. I noticed that in the first game against Arizona, they were kind of letting Tavion Cunningham beat them (laughs) one-on-one. It was kind of sad, actually, watching him just completely sauce their defensive backs up. um, So I'm not too impressed by what BYU presents as an overall football team. They've played good defense when they play bad teams at times, but they – they 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 didn't even beat Arizona very convincingly. Um, neither did Washington, but I think Washington State's better than Washington. Um, True. So, and they did beat they 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 whooped Utah. Um, but luck. But, um, Utah's not very good either.
0: Yeah, um, uh, okay, buddy.
1: Just got got a lucky got one lucky win, and they think they're nice
0: so true buddy toxic team in life.
1: you got lucky yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you back for the, for that win over ASU man I'm sure uh, yeah so I've got Washington State so here's how the game's gonna end um 30-30, to 30, Washington State has to punt, right, um, uh-huh. on fourth and six from their own 43. Um, okay. There's two minutes left in the game. Okay. They punt. It bounces ro- straight up into the air from the one-yard line, and it's about to go in the end zone. But one of the gunners dives and tips it back to the one-yard line, and they down it. And then Jaron Hall trips and falls into the end zone for a safety. (laughs) (laughs) And Washington State wins 32 to 30. Nice. Um, Sounds like a plan, David. So, yeah. um, It's going to be a really awesome ending. I agree. Um, Wow. So, um, to end the podcast, since we finished our um, little uh, previews, You want to do a little basketball preview to get started with our basketball content? Or now that's the one level. You shouldn't go too long with it, but just a few things. We're good. We're good. I don't even care
0: about the name. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus, man. Um, you, I don't know if this part will be in the episode, but you asked if, we, if I wanted to do a basketball preview. I don't. I'm tired. I'm about to die. And the moment that we wrap this up, I'm going to sleep. But next week we could do a basketball preview and uh, get cool. amped about basketball stuff. But uh, cool. as of today, it is this is football cool. season, baby. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um. Terrible day of college for Baltimore. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I'm excited to watch Washington State play, and um, I'm excited to sleep tonight. Uh, go Jayden, go Coogs, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, last thoughts, last thoughts, last thoughts.
1: Right. Um, I right, I don't got none. Yeah, thanks y'all. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks so for the support. Um, Love you guys. Go Tennessee. Good. No, what? What? What do you mean what? No. I, I want know. Tennessee
0: to beat Bama. I hate Tennessee.
1: I, I do too. Yeah, like their their fan base is horrible. Like bad people. Genuinely actually, awful no, people. Yeah,
0: actually, like this isn't a joke. They're dangerous.
1: If you're a Tennessee fan and listening to this podcast, don't. I hate you.
0: Yeah, Sure. Will keep listening, but like, don't pay attention to what we say. Just have yeah, the background I, to give us views because we hate you. If
1: you if you want to have an opinion of what we're saying, just um
0: don't tell us because it's probably gonna be pretty racist. Yeah, huh? true. Huh. yeah. All right. Um, I guess we'll end it here. Yeah. Facts. Mm, perfect ending. Perfect ending. That's facts. Oh, Coastal Carolina lost. They did law. Lo- they did lose. They did lose. They sure did a loss. I love that. Uh, Good, fuck them. That's right. Chase podcast. Bryce, baby. Yes, sir. In his third school. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts. Podcast ending racism game by game, baby. That's what it's all. That's what it's all about.
1: Ever forget Chase Bryce saving Clemson season against uh, Syracuse?
0: God, I remember that. And then
1: thinking is an actual NCAA starting quarterback, then throwing 10 touchdowns and 15 picks at week <laughs> so that's the next quarterback in the country. Yes, sir. All right, yeah. that's about all I have to say. Yeah. Shout out to that Western yeah. Kentucky receiver.
0: I forgot his name, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I love this podcast. Next week's going to be a great one. Hopefully you guys love this one. Um, we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Oh, dogs. Yo, I forgot to add this into, like, uh, I forgot to, like, say this in the actual podcast, but, uh, I'll just record this after and, uh, and, and just, you know, put it in there. But, uh, make sure to listen to the Cool Cast podcast by our boys, Bridger and Nick. Um, pretty sure they're doing episodes weekly. Uh, Bridger's got a, an epic Nick Rolovich rant coming up. Um, And I think that you guys will enjoy um, listening to them. Make sure to check them out. Uh, Fantastic content going on over there uh, as the brand expands. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, We love you for all the support. And uh, peace.